bringing hope to many around the globe, transforming lives into legacies. Live in Word with Pastor Mensa Oteville. And now, today's word. If you've been following our devotions during uh, the week, during these 40 days of power, we've been talking about growing our faith. And so I just want to share something that we shared during the uh, week uh, with us and uh, do a little explanation and then we'll go in and pray for our needs. Matthew chapter 15 verses 21 to 28. Matthew 15, 21 to 28. Then Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she cries out after us. But he answered and said, I, shall, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she said, Yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire, and her daughter was healed from that very hour. Amen. Tyre and Sidon, the place where this woman is, is a very Gentile community. In the Old Testament, the people in, uh, from Tyre and Sidon were called Canaanites. If you remember your Old Testament well, they were the people that God told Israel to drive out. So the region of Tyre and Sidon is not a good place in terms of God's relationship with his people. And Jesus went to Tyre and Sidon because his ministry was going through difficulty in the Jewish areas. If you read earlier uh, in Matthew, Jesus had gone to his hometown in Nazareth to preach. And uh, the people didn't accept him. They said, well, there's the guy we know. He's grown up here. Who does he think he is? And the Bible says that uh, because of their unbelief, Jesus was not able to do any big miracles in Nazareth. And then whilst his people had rejected him, Jesus uh, soon hears a message that his cousin and ministry predecessor, John the Baptist, has been killed. So things are not looking good for Jesus in his hometown and in the familiar place among the Jews. So Jesus moves away from the Jewish community 
And he's going as far as possible where nobody knows him and nobody can recognize him just to have some time for himself. And then he goes to the region of Tyre and Sidon uh, in a place where he would not expect to be recognized. And he's recognized by this woman, this Canaanite woman. And the woman is crying after uh, Jesus Christ and his disciples. If you read the comment of the disciples, uh, this is something that probably has been going on for a while. So she's crying after Jesus for help. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. And Jesus begins to encounter this woman. Now, you have to understand that everything in the life of Jesus is very purposeful. So even he moving from the Jews to the Gentiles is a prophetic symbol of how his ministry is going to be. He came to the Jews first, and as John says, his own did not receive him, but as many as received him, to them he gave power. So he's signaling that when the Jews reject him, he's going to go to the Gentiles. And so he's now in the Gentile community. Now, for those of you who are wondering who a Gentile is, you are a Gentile. That just for information. Now, this discourse that goes on with Jesus Christ sometimes creates problems as to whether Jesus uh, is disrespecting the woman uh, or mistreating the woman. So what's going on in this conversation? I just want to do a brief uh, explanation of the verse, and I'm going to just explain three words that are used in the passage. It will help us to put everything in context. The first word that I want to define is the word bread. The word bread. Because everything in contention here is bread. Bread talks about God's provision. God's provision. God's supply. Or something that God does for us. Remember Jesus uh, talks in the Lord's Prayer about uh, asking Lord, uh, God, give us this day our daily bread. Bread talks about God's provision. So that is the first word I want to explain. Bread means God's provision. Then there's another word there uh, that we need to explain, and that word is children. And children there is not just talking about kids. It's talking about those who partake of God's covenant. Those who are in covenant with God, they are children. And in this particular context, it's talking about Israel. They are the children. Why are they the children? Because God's covenant was first with Abraham, then with the children of Israel on Mount Sinai. So they are the children. And Jesus said, to them belongs the bread. So those who are in covenant with God, they are the ones that God makes provision for. So he calls uh, something the children's bread. The children's bread is basically God's provision for those in covenant with him. The third word I want to explain is uh, the, the, the problematic one, dog. Dog. And that is a general term that is used to describe those who are outside of God's covenant. Those who are outside of God's covenant. Now, if to just get a, a better context of that, if you read Matthew chapter 7, verse 6, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus makes note of dogs, and he says, do not 
give what is holy to the dogs. Don't give what is holy to the dogs. Nor cast your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn and tear you in pieces. What does he talk about giving holy things to the dogs? Because, of course, nobody gives holy things to dogs. Can they even know what is holy and unholy? So the dogs he's talking about there is in reference to something else. And normally it is used to reference those who are outside. Now, why is that so? Now, these days we know dogs are mostly as uh, pets who are with us at home. Uh, and although it doesn't happen much in Ghana, uh, if you go to other societies, you find that their dogs live with them at home. Some of them, their dogs sleep with them on the same bed. Uh, some actually kiss their dogs. I don't know how people can manage that, but and their dog is licking their face, and, and the dog is with them. So, but that's not the kind of dog Jesus has, not modern dog. In the days of Jesus, dogs were like a typical village dog in Ghana, and the village dog is never brought home. They are outside, and they scavenge outside. They eat what is left over, what their home has and throws away. That is what they eat. So when Jesus is using dog, he's not actually talking about an animal. He's not saying the woman is an animal. He's just saying the woman is an outsider. The children are insiders. The dogs are outsiders. So she's saying God is not going to take what belongs to the insiders and give it to those who are outsiders. Now remember that at this time the insiders have rejected Jesus, the Jews. And Jesus has moved from the insiders to the outsiders to where this woman is. But he's still testing the faith of this woman because this woman has to discern that a blessing that used to be for insiders is now coming to the outsiders. And Jesus is testing it. Can you see it? Can you imagine it? That you who were not supposed to be blessed, you are about to be blessed. The outsiders are about to receive the insider's blessing. So Jesus says, I was not sent to you. And that is supposed to discourage the woman. He says, okay, if you're not sent to me, then go your go away. Then he says, I'm not going to take what does not belong to you and give it to you. It doesn't belong to you. The bread you are asking for, it doesn't belong to you. And what was the bread that Jesus is talking about? Remember the request of the woman. My daughter is demon-possessed. Jesus says, I'll not take the children's bread. So he's not talking about physical bread. He's talking about God's power to deliver people. That is the bread. And he says, God's power to deliver is for his children. Why? He delivered his children, Israel. It's not for Gentiles. It's for Jews. And the woman says, yes, Lord, I understand. But... The children just rejected you. You have left the region of Israel. You've now come to Tyre and Sidon. Because you are demonstrating something. There is a message in this whole transition from Nazareth to Tyre of Sidon. Because you are taking what belongs to the children and you are bringing it to the dogs. 
That's what the woman is saying. So she says to Jesus something very profound. He says, well, I understand I'm not a Jew. I'm not an insider. But even the dogs, they eat the bread that has fallen from the children. What she's saying is, the children just drop their bread. And I'm a dog. And I'm about to pounce into and take what the Jews have rejected. I'm about to take it. And Jesus said, I have never seen such faith, such great faith. No, not in Israel. Why? Because in Israel, he could not do any major miracle. But here in Tyre of Sidon, somebody who is not supposed to be blessed has entered into the children's property and has seized the bread of the children. And this woman, the Bible says, Jesus said to her, go, let it be done to you as you have desired. Now, we don't know whether the child was with her when she was making the plea or the child was at home. But whether the child was with her or the child was at home, at that material moment, the children's bread, which the Jews have rejected, became the Gentiles' bread. And that woman, her daughter, was delivered. Now, all of us here, we are not natural Jews. You and I, we are not Jews. We are Gentiles. By God's economy, we cannot claim the children's bread. But thank God for this woman. Thank God for this Syrophoenician woman. Because from that time, she established a new protocol with God. That those who are outsiders can also come in to partake of that which originally belonged to the insiders. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Being made a curse for us. That the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles through faith. And so today... We who are born again, we were born again as guys, as fanties, as ashantis, as houses, as dagombas, whatever your tribe is, wherever you were born again from. Originally, you would be called a dog. But now, you are in the house and you are eating the bread. And that is why we also today can go for the children's bread. Because the children dropped the bread from the table and the dogs picked it up. And we Gentiles have access to God's bread. And that bread is not bread bread. It is God's provision. It is God's provision. It is that which God lays on the table and says, this is what I have prepared for you. And this is yours. 
And today we can come to God and say, Lord, this is what you have prepared for us on the table, and we claim it. Are you ready to take your bread? We're going to pray for five different things. And first is we're going to pray for the bread of deliverance, because that's what this woman was asking for, especially for everyone here who needs deliverance. This woman requests for deliverance for her demon-possessed daughter. And that's the bread she wanted from God. Deliverance from demonic harassment is part of what God has made available to us. And so, today, if there's any form of demonic harassment, it could be in the form of mental torture. It could be in the form of nightmares. It could be in the form of demonic manifestations around you, in your house, in your property, or you hear voices or cycles of evil, whatever demonic activity is manifesting around you. And it may not be you. It may be your brother. It may be your sister. It may be your cousin. It may be your daughter. It may be your son. It may be your father. It may be your brother. If there is any demonic manifestation somewhere around you and you say, Lord, I am coming for the children's bread, just stand up wherever you are. I'm not saying everybody should stand. I'm, I, those who want to access this bread. For yourself or for someone. Somebody around you is demon harassed. Somebody around you has nightmares. Somebody around you cannot sleep. Somebody around you is under torment. Somebody around you is hearing voices. Somebody around you is hearing sounds in the ceiling. Doors are opening. They are not seeing people. They are going through all kinds of demonic manifestation. But the children's bread is for deliverance. The children's bread is for deliverance. And if you claim it, you will receive it. I said, if you claim it, you will receive it. So if you want to receive that, say with me today, I receive today God's blessing of deliverance from all torments. I am free spiritually, mentally, emotionally, in Jesus' name, proclaim that deliverance. It's your bread. It's for your family. It's for your children. It's for your friend. It's for your loved ones. None shall be harassed around you. In the name of Jesus, nightmares will cease. Dreams will be cut short. Voices will cease. In the name of Jesus, in that same hour, there was deliverance. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. Claim that deliverance. It is your bread. It belongs to you. It is the table God has set for you, for your children, for your loved ones, for your friends, for your family members, in the name of Jesus, for your loved ones, in the name of Jesus. We claim it. Deliverance, 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 deliverance. In the name of Jesus. Father, 
on the authority of the name of Jesus, I cast out every demonic presence, every demonic manifestation, every demonic torment carried out by a demon, by a demonic spirit. I stop it now and I command that demon, leave! Move out! Go! In the name of Jesus. And I proclaim liberty and deliverance for God's people in Jesus' name. Somebody say, I'm delivered. I am free from today in Jesus' name. Celebrate the deliverance. The second bread we are going to claim is the bread of healing. Healing is bread from God. In Matthew chapter 8, from verse 16 and 17, the whole of Matthew chapter 8, Jesus heals all manner of people. And in the evening, at the end of the day, or at the end of that narration, we read from Matthew chapter 8, verse 16 and 17, When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed. And he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, He himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Jesus does not heal because our case is bad. He does not heal because you are suffering. He does not heal because you even give an offering. He heals only for one reason. Because he himself took our infirmities and bore our sickness. Because he has carried your sickness. Because he has carried your infirmity. Because he has carried your pain, now he has to enforce it in your life. And what he has borne in his body, he doesn't want you to bear in his body. The basis of divine healing is what Jesus has accomplished for us. Not what we do for ourselves, but what he has done for us. So we want to minister to anybody that is sick. The Bible says they brought to him all he, who were sick. And he healed all their diseases. If you are sick in your body, just put your hand upon you. And remember, Jesus is the healer. I am not the healer. The church is not the healer. Jesus is the healer. And say with me, I receive today God's blessing of healing for my body. I am completely healed from the top of my head. To the source of my feet. In Jesus name. Amen. Every pain disappear. Every discomfort disappear. Everything that is not working well in your body. Begins to work well. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Be healed now in the name of Jesus. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Every symptom. Every manifestation. Everything you couldn't do before. Be free now. Be free now. Be free now. Now receive your healing. Receive it in the name of Jesus. We receive it into our bodies. Into full manifestation. Total healing. Total healing. Total healing. Total healing. He healed all who were sick. That is our bread. 
We partake of the bread of healing. We partake of the bread of healing. We partake of the bread of healing. We partake of the bread of healing for ourselves, for our children, for our loved ones. We partake of the bread of healing in the name of Jesus. The Lord touch your heart. The Lord touch your kidney. The Lord touch your liver. The Lord touch your gallbladder. The Lord touch your every part of your body. Every part of your body. Your bone system. Your blood system. Every cell in your body. The skin on you. In the name of Jesus. Receive healing now. Receive healing now. Jesus has borne your sicknesses. And now you can receive his healing. In the name of Jesus. And Father, we affirm and confirm healing for your children. You feed them with the bread of healing. In this auditorium, as they are leaving this auditorium, whilst they are driving home on their bed, whilst they are sleeping, perfect the healing. Perfect the healing. Perfect the healing. Let there be complete healing from the top of your head. To the soles of your feet. In Jesus name. Somebody say I receive it. The third bread we're going to pray for. Is the fruit of the womb. Children. Children. I a blessing from God. Psalm 127 verse 3. Behold children I heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb. Is a reward. The Bible uses the fruit of the womb because it's the woman who bears the child. It doesn't mean the problem is always because of the woman. Sometimes it could be the man. Whether it is the man or the woman, the benefit, the healing manifests in the womb. And so when we're praying for God to bring children to a couple, we are not putting blame anywhere. We are just saying, Lord, whether it is the man or the woman, all that we want is for the womb to receive a child and for the child to be born. Children are the heritage of the Lord. It is part of our inheritance. It is that which God gives to us as bread. In Psalm 113 verse 9, it says, He grants the barren woman a home like a joyful mother of children. Today we trust the Lord for the fruit of the womb. Many of you have served God and you have prayed and you have believed. The Bible says the children are the reward. God is and he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And so we're going to pray for any couple who are desiring a child. And maybe it's been for a long time. And you know, sometimes these things can be a bit embarrassing because you are called forward and you are prayed for and sometimes nothing happens. After a certain time, you just feel, you know, I don't want to suffer the embarrassment again. But you know, this Canaanite woman could also have said, I don't want to suffer the embarrassment again and just have left. But she stayed because she was determined. You have to go beyond embarrassment. You have to go beyond harassment. You have to go beyond disappointment. She was disappointed. Jesus said, I don't want to deal with you. The disciples said, I don't want to deal. I don't know about you. If Jesus says, I didn't come for you. What else? That's major disappointment. 
So don't let disappointment stop you from pursuing. Your story yesterday is not your story today. And today, many couples from today, that problem will be solved. I said from today, that problem will be solved. Nine months from now, you will embrace a child. When we put pictures on the screen for child dedication, your child will be on the screen. I said your child will be on the screen. I said your child will be on the screen. Not because I have anointing for that, but because God says children are his inheritance and the fruit of the womb is his reward. May the Lord reward you today. May the Lord give you an inheritance. May the Lord cause the barren woman to embrace children. May the sound of children, of laughter, of baby footsteps, may, may they be heard in your house. There will be breastfeeding in your house. In the name of Jesus. Somebody say, I receive today God's blessing of fruitfulness in my family. The sound of children and laughter is heard in my household. Maybe it may not be for you. It may be somebody, a cousin, a friend, somebody else. But whatever it is, we trust God. I want everybody to put your hand on. I know the men, you don't have a womb, but put your hand on your stomach. Put your, everybody put your hand on your stomach. And we just want to claim this promise of the fruit of the womb for ourselves, for our loved ones, for our children, for our grandchildren, for people in the church, for people who serve in the church, people in the choir, people who sing in the church, people who are ushers in the church, people who are pastors, people who are saying, Lord, I have served you and trust you for a reward of the womb. May the Lord reward every womb. Let's claim the reward of the Lord. Claim the reward of the Lord. Don't cry to God. Don't cry to him. He's already made provision for you. It is your bread. It is your bread. It is your bread. It is your bread. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We receive the sound of babies. We receive the sound of babies. In Jesus' name. Every biological system. Stopping you from becoming pregnant. Be healed from it. Be delivered from it. Whether it's psychological, whether it is social, whether it's genetic, be free from it. And Father, this morning, we'll receive the fruit of the womb as a reward for your children. We command wombs to be open. We command wombs to be open. We command wombs to be open. Whatever has closed is open. Every past failure and disappointment is cut short. Every miscarriage is cut short. We pray for children to be conceived, to be carried to full term and be delivered safely and live a full life in the name of Jesus. We claim it for God's people as their bread, as their inheritance, receive now in the name of Jesus. Somebody say, I receive it in Jesus' name. Final bread we are asking for is for bread. Bread is money. 
So we are praying for God's supply. The Lord Jesus says, when you pray, say, give us this day our daily bread. Your daily bread is not necessarily bread. Your daily bread is everything you need for the day. For some people, it is money to pay rent. For some people, it's school fees. For some people, it is money to buy a shoe. For some people, it is to pay the contractor. Whatever your daily bread is, you will not miss it. Somebody say, I will not miss it. It is the children's bread. For God to take care of his children, say, I receive today God's blessing of provision for all my needs. I walk in the reality of abundant favor and financial increase. In Jesus' name, may the Lord supply you bread. May the Lord supply every need. Whatever your need is, if it is 50 cities, he will give it. If it is 50,000, he will give it. If it is 50 million, he will give it. Whatever your need is, whatever your daily bread is, he will give it to you. Nothing missing, nothing lost, nothing wasted. Receive God's provision now in the name of Jesus. And so, Father, we pray for every need represented here. Whatever the need is, every financial need, every material need, Things your children are asking you for. And we pray, Lord, in this house, bread will be released. And so we come in to partake of the bread. It fell from the table, but we take it by faith. And we thank you, Lord, for deliverance for your children. We thank you for healing for your children. We thank you for the fruit of the womb for your children. And we thank you for financial provision for your children. In Jesus' name. And if you believe it, give the Lord a mighty hand and celebrate his goodness. Celebrate his favor. Celebrate his kindness. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you for listening to Living Word. To interact with Pastor Mensah Otebele, like his page on Facebook. Follow him on Twitter at Mensa Otterville. Email Otterville at centralgospel.com or call plus 233-302-688-000.